Welcome back to Vagina Slims, episode number three. My name is Lauren Rose, and it's been a while since I've um, done one of these things. Um, I want to start out with the letter thing that I got. If you ever want to send me questions or comments, you can do it at don'tfindmeontheinternet.tumblr.com. Just go to my ass box. But Tasty Soap, whose name I loved, wrote, Hey Lauren, I'm so not into any of the types on Tumblr, like stylistic types. I just think you're really super cool and wondered if any new Vagina Slims episodes will be up soon. I recently watched Pump Up the Volume after you spoke of it. I really enjoyed it. Peace out. So, yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad. I am always happy when people say that they've watched the movies that I speak of. Um, Because Pump Up the Volume is pretty good. I mean, it's like pretty cheesy and... I don't know, phallic, (laughs) but uh, Christian Slater's, like, only he could really do that role, so I'm glad you enjoyed that, but yeah, I'm putting out more, and I did have one um, that I made during my last semester, Um, I still have one more year to go in college, but basically, my entire computer crashed, like, all my screenshots, all my little notes that I ever did, completely gone, um, which sucked ass sorry um (laughs) also I'm on a new recording device uh so I'm sorry if I'm hitting any levels but I filmed that with my friend Lucy and she'll be back hopefully for the next Vagina Sims podcast because um we've been meaning to redo that one so yeah I'm making new ones and today I thought we would do like an homage to you know summertime and what that means to me in terms of music in terms of movies so I I'm going to start us off uh, with a little Aerosmith, and yeah, this one always gets me going, so I hope you enjoy it. Here is Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith. Yeah. 
All right, welcome back to the podcast. That was Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith, which is a classic of sorts. It, I think it was released in about like 1975, and I just can't wrap my head around like how awesome that would be to hear like on the radio as a teenager or like with your friends like listening to it. Um, and I probably think that way because it, it must be like one of the first songs in Dazed and Confused. Um, by Richard Linklater Um, and yeah I think that just sums up summer pretty nicely just kind of that long drown out rock and roll jam Um, which by the way that's a tip for any of you speaking of movies and film buffs it's like a little secret that I've recently learned Um, if you're really into a director or you want to know more about a movie or more about the essence of it you should really be renting them on DVD from like your local library um, because they have those director's commentaries. And I can't tell you how many times like my friends and I have like rented DVDs and like listened to them and be like, oh, did you know this and that? And it's just so interesting um, to see the other perspective. And you can't find that on VHS tapes or if you watch it, you know, illegally online. So I definitely recommend checking out um, DVDs. I haven't checked out Days Confused yet. But I hear it's a really good one. So, yeah. Um, So I'm going to pull up a couple questions and then get back into the tunes because I'm really feeling it today. Um, But speaking of movies, Anonymous said, can you recommend some good nostalgia slash summer slash teen vibey movies? Also, loving the podcast. Thank you. Um, Yes. I am looking at my VHS collection right now, and I'm seeing Go, which is really great. I've written about that before. Um, Almost Famous, that's a classic. American Beauty, that's a good one. Ghost World, Days Confused, Signs. I I love that movie um, with Joaquin Phoenix. Twister is like essential because that's that's one of my favorite movies of all time, even though it's a little cliche. Um, now and then, Empire Records, Clerks, Mall Rats, My Own Private Idaho, Romy Michelle's High School Reunion. This is these are like cult classics that I think everyone should enjoy over the summer with your friends. So, yeah, go search all of those and watch one and tell me if you liked it. Let's see what else do I got here. Um. Okay, this one is by Okay Thanks Maria. I think this was sent a while ago, but it wasn't after my first podcast. Um, She says, this is random maybe, but I feel like you have talked about similar stuff before. Do you have advice for people trying to establish their own artistic space and interests, IRL and on the internet, and growing creatively... (laughs) creatively sorry um without being bogged down by what everybody else is doing on the internet but also being engaged with the internet in a positive way i don't know how to better describe that weird limbo space i'm trying to describe Uh, that actually is right (laughs) um and currently live in creatively thanks yeah i totally know exactly what you mean um if you do art like having an internet presence is like essential to get your work out there um and also to like have inspiration um it's funny because I was actually thinking about that in the times that I did YouTube 
And it's crazy to me because when I first started out, like nobody had an Instagram or Twitter. It was all just like this weird subculture of people who made videos of themselves. And you had like no brand whatsoever. It's just like you putting out kind of shitty quality videos. Um, but now like everything is tied to you directly and everybody can kind of like, you know, spin themselves artistically in one direction or another. So I think it's best to work um, on your artwork outside of the internet as much as possible and then come back to the internet and share bits and pieces that you want to and, you know, collaborate with other people or, you know, like other people's stuff because that's how you get inspired. I mean, nobody is like a lone genius working in their studio for hours on end with no inspiration from the internet whatsoever. But with that being said, I think it's important to kind of get off of the computer now and again and just put your hands to work and come back with positive vibes and share what you've been working on and see what else people have been working on. And actually, I'm probably going to just stop talking about this because there's a really good book, which I'm going to direct you to, called, um, damn, what's it called? How to Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. Um, he's an artist. He has like those blackout comics um, or writings. And he talks a lot about creativity. He has some TED Talks on YouTube, which I'll link down below. Um, and how basically, like, no, nobody is 100% original anymore, so you shouldn't, you know, get hung up about that stuff. Um, he also has another short book called Show Your Work, which I got recently. They're really tiny, easy reads. They're really nice, actually. And he talks about using the internet in a positive way. So, yeah, I'll leave that stuff down below, but check it out, and um, I hope that helps you. Ah, it's so weird so weird to be back um all right i found this song on the internet recently and it's literally my new favorite song it's called i gave my punk jacket to ricky and it's by an artist under the name of mary monday although i believe they also go by mary monday and the bitches which is awesome so enjoy this one it's one of my favorites (laughs)
that was I Gave My Punk Jacket to Ricky by Mary Monday, um, 1977. Great tune. I love that rolling bass. And I swear to God, I hear like Kathleen Hanna's voice in it every other note. It's very insane. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd include that tune because it's kind of like a fun, spunky jam for the summertime. Um, let's answer a couple more questions while we're at it. Blanket Fort Adventure said, not sure if I'm too late, but what are your thoughts slash feelings on the announcement that there will be a craft remake? Um, the craft is a good summer movie. I should have mentioned that if I didn't, <laughs> I don't really remember. Um, yeah. So for those who don't know, the craft is being remade. Uh, by a female director whose name I'm forgetting right now. She just did like a horror movie um, that premiered at South by Southwest a couple years ago. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm into it, maybe not. I really can't get behind like sci-fi or any type of like CGI heavy movie these days because I just like I can't get past the illusion that they're trying to pull over our eyes you know like I feel in Jurassic Park the original ones as well as like Twister like the CGI was so well done but now whenever I like I saw Jurassic World and that was so like that was too much you know like it just wasn't it wasn't real like none of it was real so I feel like that's what's going to happen with the craft which is kind of shitty because you know the reason why we like the first film so much is because there wasn't much of that. It was all, like, within the drama of the characters and the psychological aspects to it. But they did really have that <laughs> awesome CGI trick when the faces turn. I won't spoil it if you haven't seen the movie, but that was pretty sick. So, yeah, I think I'll see it, but I'm not, you know, putting all my coins in that that basket or whatever. Um... Let's see. Kalia Luna says, what are your thoughts on Beyond Clueless? I know it came out in, I think, March of 2014, but I just got around to seeing it on Netflix last night. I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, Beyond Clueless, I did see that a couple months ago. I think it's on Netflix still right now if you have that, but it's basically like a documentary about all of the films that you've seen as a child. <laughs> Like, mostly, mostly 90 films, but they also have, like, 80s, like, classics, like Heathers and Breakfast Club and stuff like that, I think. Um, but it's weird because it's a documentary, but it's not trying to expose anything. Like, they talk about the plot conventions of teenage movies and how they're all kind of similar, but it's not really in a condescending tone. It's more of, like, a nostalgic tone. So I think a lot of people like us will enjoy that film um and it's interesting because like they talk about the virgin suicides but nobody in the 90s or early 2000s watched the virgin suicides like it was initially a flop and it only really became popular because of tumblr and rookie magazine um which is great you know it's a film that should be seen by everyone um so it's interesting in that sense that they really curate the movies to the kind of us girls or us guys who are in this scene right now. So if you watch it, you'll be like, yes, yes, yes. And you'll be really into it. So, But if you haven't seen a lot of movies, I don't recommend watching it because it's going to spoil a lot of them for you. So 
I don't know, maybe just give it a glance and skip over the parts that you haven't seen before. But yeah, thanks for the question. All right, I'm going to play some Runaways because I couldn't not play the Runaways for summer playlist or summer podcast. Um, I hadn't really listened to this track before because it was at the point where Cherie had left the band. This was like 1977. So it's pretty much all of Joan Jett's material, um, or lyrics rather. And I don't know. I like this one though. I like the title. It's called School Days. So yeah, let's give it a listen. That was School Days by The Runaways. Very cool song. <laughs> it reminds me of um, this VHS I had as a kid. It was Alvin and the Chipmunks, the cartoon version. And it was called, like, School's Out for Summer. And it was a weird hybrid between, like, live action and cartoon. 
and they had some really cool like 80s metal bands who were playing um in the film it was probably like a really short half an hour film but yeah oh i was watching so i've been binge watching keeping up with the kardashians um because it's on youtube for some reason and i've just been really lazy and whatever i've been watching it it's fine owning up to it um (laughs) and i saw that sheree curry was in an episode and it broke my heart because it was an episode if anyone doesn't know um Shree Curry lives in LA now and she does these awesome like chainsaw sculptures like you know those wooden like totem poles and stuff that you see she's like one of those people she makes those with chainsaws and in the episode Rob goes to see her um and makes like a bear (laughs) out of a log but they don't mention anything about her career or anything remotely about her they're just like this is a lady who runs the store and I'm like what like, do you know who you're talking to? Like, that's Shuri Curry. But, yeah. Oh, that's weird. I'm hearing vacuums. Sorry about that. So, yeah, that kind of bummed me out. Um, but, honestly, we could talk about the runaways for, like, two hours straight. So, I won't bore you guys with that. But, um, yep. Let's do another question. Hey, Lauren. I'm a senior in high school. This is by Anonymous, by the way. I'm a senior in high school with only about five months left and feel like I'm missing out quite a bit. Oh, this must be an old post. I'm sorry. Um, my friendship group isn't really close outside of school, so we don't really hang out. I always have to make plans and often have to bribe them to go out with me. I understand that we're all pretty busy and I'm a really extroverted person. And I need a lot of physical interaction to survive. I most often just have to stay at home and don't get the chance to do teen things like go to parties or just generally hang out at any time that isn't 2 p.m. on a Saturday and it's hard for me to see other friendship groups who make so much time for each other. I've tried making friends outside of school but I feel like my interests are too niche. I know that high school isn't shit compared to uni especially the parties but it feels pretty important you know. Any advice? Thank you. Um yeah I'd say like stop thinking about it so much which I know sounds super annoying but that's exactly how I was in high school. I'm like, this is not, like, days are confused, like, I'm missing out, and it's never really going to be the way that you picture it, but either way, in the future, you're going to be nostalgic for what you had, even if it was not very cool, um, and yeah, if your friends aren't really, like, latching on to you, it just might mean that you're not, you know, Like, if you don't enjoy hanging out with them, then you shouldn't hang out with them. But what I suggest that you do is to get a job if you haven't had one already. Because work friends are almost the best. Because you usually get paired up with people who you have nothing in common with. And, like, I remember (laughs) when I worked at a thrift store, there was this kid who looked like Curly from Hey Arnold. That kid who, like, rides a giraffe and is, like, a sociopath. Um... (laughs) But it was my first job ever, and I went there, and the first day, like, I thought he hated me. He was, like, this short kid with glasses, and he, he was, like, supposed to train me in. So it seemed like we had nothing in common, and he's like, all right, we have to pull these tags. Um, like, all the green tag pillows, we have to pull them out and then throw them away, which I probably wasn't supposed to say on here, but whatever. Like, that happens a lot. 
and I'm like, oh, like I'm gonna have to talk awkwardly with this kid. And then all of a sudden, he like starts taking these pillows and like throws them across the store, like on the ground. And everyone doesn't care because it's a thrift store, you know. And I'm like, who is this kid? Like I have nothing in common with him. And he's just like being really weird and really funny. And we ended up being good friends for a while. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I think. Sometimes you just have to stop thinking that your friends that you make have to be exactly like you because I can tell you like the best friends that I have or best relationships I have come from people who are pretty different than me. So yeah, don't stress it too. I mean like college is the same way. Like don't make it something that it's not. Just go with the flow and make sure that you um get some new experiences. So I don't know. Hope everything goes out or goes well for you. <laughs> All right, we're going to play a couple more songs. This one I just wanted to play because it has a really cool harmonica bit um, in it. This is Mary Jane's Last Dance by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. So I hope you enjoy this one.
standing in her underwear Looking down from a hotel room The nightfall will be coming soon Oh my my, oh hell yes You got to put on that party dress It was too cold to cry when I woke up alone I hit my last number, I walked to the road Last dance with Mary Jane One more time to kill the That's a good one. That's a dad tune right there. I can just like picture myself as a kid riding in the back of my dad's Maxima on the way to the pool, like the hot leather seats and him playing that. That's a good memory. <laughs> um, yeah. And then just a couple more things. Um, I get questions sometimes if I have an Instagram and I do. It's the same name as my podcast. It's Vagina Slims. Uh, you can find me on there. I actually went to this derby or demolition derby at the county fair at the front Tyler over the weekend because he, okay, well, first of all, it was a crazy 24 hours. First of all, I (laughs) went to my friend Luke, Um, his sister was having a wedding and we went to the reception and it was in this really weird small town with the only thing that was remotely new was this huge baseball field with all these teenage boys playing in it. Um, and for the after party, we ended up going to uh, Treasure Island Casino, which is, you know, if you've ever been to a casino, it's like the best and worst place ever. It was extremely depressing seeing like 90-year-old men and women playing at 3 a.m., like chain smoking to slot machines. But um, it was actually pretty cool just to be walking around and with all of the lights and the noises. And I don't know, that was crazy. And the next day, literally like, you know, 10 hours later, I went to the county fair with my friend Tyler because he's doing a project where he will take your your photograph, like he'll take a roll or two of film, um, and he'll pay for you to get in. It's like a little photo series that he's doing. I think he's going to make a, a book at the end of the summer. But So we went to this county fair, and there was um, a demolition derby, which was insane. I've never seen anything like that where, you know, like these big junker cars – are locked in this mud pit together and they just ram into each other and they start smoking and sparking and it's it's insane so I took video of that and photos of that so that's on my Instagram right now but aside from that I just post whatever I want so so yeah I'm gonna leave with 
it's kind of a sad song, but I've really been listening to it nonstop, so I want to include it. Um, it's by Nirvana, and it's called Jesus Don't Want Me for Sunbeam, and it's cover. Um, it's it's going to be the MTV live performance of it. If you haven't seen the video, I recommend watching it. It's nice. So, But before I leave you with that, um, I just want to mention that if you ever want to have your question answered by me or one of my friends on my podcast, Vagina Slims, just go to my blog. I'll leave it down below, and um, you can ask anonymously or with your user. It doesn't matter. And hopefully we'll get to it. So, yeah. Hope you enjoy this podcast. And here is Jesus Don't Want Me for Sunbeam by Nirvana. Goodbye. Written by the Vaselines. Well, it's a, it's a rendition of an old um, Christian song, I think. But we do it the Vaselines way. Around the reasons you have to die.
die Don't ever ask you love 